Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is Love Your Work Life, episode 130. Three. Today, I want to talk to you about how to produce your best work, even if you're in a harsh or toxic environment. The reason this is important is because I know everyone listening to me right now, whenever you listen to me, that you are committed to integrity. You're committed to doing your best work. But if you're not doing it from a healthy place, you'll slip into people pleasing, you'll have zero boundaries, and you'll find yourself overwhelmed and burned out. When I think about this, I think about a a couple of different situations in my own career. I have two different and distinct times when I was in a challenging work situation, an environment that was harsh, taxing, and even to the point of seriously toxic leader. In one of those situations, I stood up for myself. I challenged the circumstances appropriately. I felt in control. I felt like I had some agency in the situation. In the other one, I was in scramble mode, not all the time, but some of the time, battling insecurity and trying to prove myself. And the interesting thing about being in a mode where you are trying to prove yourself all the time is we take a really big hit to our self-esteem. If we're trying to prove ourselves, and that should be providing evidence of what we can do, right? But it does not have that effect, my friends. I never felt so low as when I was in people-pleasing mode, thinking I had to prove myself instead of standing strong in my own accomplishments amidst the toxicity, amidst being ignored, gaslighted, you know, publicly discredited even. So I want to talk about this today because I want you to be the one who stands strong. I don't want you on that roller coaster ride of feeling good, accomplished, and standing up for yourself and then being in the depths of overwhelm and despair and trying to please someone who really can't be pleased. Let's just be real. Actually, one of the things that even inspired this episode was that I read a review of Barbara Streisand's new memoir. And one of the things the author said was that she found herself in harsh environments over and over again that would normally prevent someone from doing their best work, but she was always committed to doing her best work, even when other people 
we're taking credit for her ideas. I know that's happening in the workplace for sure. You might be, it might've happened to you just like it happened to me. You might be experiencing some of the same things. It's unique to everyone. I get that. But the experience of working in a harsh environment is all too common. And you may not be able to leave. There may be things that are keeping you there for some very specific reasons. It's leveraging some skills you have. It's a team you adore. And you really love your reasons for staying. But if you're not careful, that harsh environment will wear on you. So that's why I want to talk about it today. Because there are ways to overcome it. And I'm not just talking surviving it, but I'm talking about thriving in it and producing your best work and being able to look back and say, wow, as much craziness that was going on in that situation, I remained me. I was full of integrity for me and the level of work that I know I can contribute That's the thoughts I want you having about yourself when you find yourself in these environments. So I'm going to give you three ways that you can stay focused and do your best work. Number one is separate yourself. And sometimes separating yourself might even be in your own mind. It's really interesting how we can be in an environment, moving about, doing our work, and still be quite objective, still be someone who doesn't get immersed in it, doesn't lean into the harshness, the toxicity, but actually leans back from it and lets it pass so that you can continue to be you and contribute in the way that you really want to. One of the ways to do that, to separate yourself, is realize that their behavior or the work environment doesn't have to be reflected in your responses. You don't have to react to it. Knowing that that's part of what's going on will allow you to move through it versus react to it. There's a difference there. If you let it build up or if you get find yourself in people-pleasing mode, then you will be constantly reacting to the situation, to the person, instead of stepping back from it and realizing that it really isn't about you, that you can separate yourself from it in a really healthy way. The analogy I really like for how to do this, how to separate yourself is an analogy of a thermostat versus a thermometer. A thermometer just tells you what temperature it is, right? You can put one of those outdoor thermometers and, you know, here in Arizona, yeah, they look pretty scary when they get over 100 degrees. I'm sure there's places where it gets really cold in the winter and you don't like looking out there at three degrees, But that's the job of a thermometer. It just 
reflecting what is going on in the environment. I don't want you to be a reflector of what's going on. I want you to stand apart as someone who can influence the environment, can guide the narrative of the environment, and even elevate situations by being the thermostat. One little tweak of the dial on a thermostat and you're changing the environment. You're influencing the environment. Even one degree of change can make a big difference. It's just really hot water at 211 degrees, but it's boiling water at 212. And when water boils, we get steam, we get energy, we get a whole different level from just one degree of change. When you look at yourself as the thermostat, you can walk away knowing that you did not succumb to the negativity, that you did your best to influence, to guide, to elevate, even if it's just a small thing. That, my friend, will make a difference for you. And I bet you, you know of some people who are also in the midst of that harsh environment who your ability to be a thermostat changes their experience too. The second thing is to manage your sphere of influence. It doesn't matter if you're a leader or an individual contributor. You have a sphere of influence. People who you influence and those you allow to influence you. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I shared that Eleanor Roosevelt quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So that means paying attention to the people you let speak into your life. Now you may have a difficult manager who is constantly speaking into your life. That's just a fact. That's something you're going to have to deal with. But you don't have to let their harsh words and attitude seep into you and influence you. They may be part of the environment, but they don't have to be part of your sphere of influence. This might mean that you change up some of the ways that you interact with the most negative, toxic people in your workplace. Maybe that means you're emailing the vast majority of the time instead of human, face-to-face, video-to-video type conversations. Get creative. Figure out the ways that work best for you to engage with someone without letting their toxic behavior influence. Surround yourself with people who build you up. Who are the people that you can be around just because they've got great positive vibes and energy? You're not depending on them to validate you, but it's true that we all have energy. We are exchanging energy with other people all the time. 
You may have to separate yourself by putting your shields up around certain people so they are not influencing you, but then you can be around others where you don't have to separate yourself. You can actually allow their positivity, even even people who are neutral can help get you back to neutral after a particularly difficult conversation or interaction. Know who those people are, who you want in your sphere of influence, not just because you influence them, but because they have a positive influence on you instead of a negative. And then lastly, acknowledge your accomplishments. This is something that I recommend on a regular basis for sure, just because it's so helpful when you are giving yourself credit for all the amazing things you do. But when you find yourself in a harsh environment, there's probably not a whole lot of positive recognition happening. So you have to actually counterbalance that by giving yourself more recognition. And as a leader, you need to do this for your people too. Start looking for the good things that are happening in that sphere and you will be more equipped to look for the good things that are happening in you. It's just, it's just human nature. It's so much easier to see what's going right with other people than to see what's going right with ourselves. You might have to do a Brene Brown. Talk to yourself like someone you really love, care about, and respect. Look for the good things happening around you and within you. These can be hard accomplishments. So things that have metrics, things that have results that are measurable, tangible. Yes, but I also want you giving yourself credit for the soft accomplishments, the relational accomplishments. Look for those times when you were able to separate yourself from the negativity going on around you. Give yourself credit for choosing you instead of people pleasing. Give yourself credit for walking away and letting all of that stay behind you instead of dragging it along with you. There are so many ways that you can acknowledge yourself. Um, I'm even going to put an acknowledgement worksheet um, in the show notes, a link where you can go get that. Sometimes when you are in an especially challenging, harsh work environment, you need to be especially intentional about finding those moments because it's going to help you build up and maintain your mental and emotional health. It's easy to feel like a harsh work environment, a toxic workplace, a toxic person is limiting you from doing your best work, from exploring your full capacity or expressing and expanding into everything that you see for yourself. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can still be you, to still be doing your best work, to still be productive, even engaged in your work life in a really, really positive way. 
But those harsh environments require you to keep checking in with yourself, to keep reminding yourself of your capabilities and your capacity and a strategy of separating yourself, knowing what your sphere of influence is, and then just keep reminding yourself over and over how awesome you are. You might not get it from the people who it would, it would be really nice to get that kind of validation from. But you can give it to yourself and you can maintain your integrity and the level of contribution that you want to offer no matter what is going on around you. I'm an example of what's possible when it comes to that. And I'm like you. Hey, I had my times where I was wavering, where I was struggling. But getting back to these principles is a way to get back to yourself. And my goodness, it feels so good to be yourself. And listen, if you find yourself in one of those toxic or harsh environments and you know it's time to move on, then I want you to visit my website, elisashuck-careercoach.com. Making your career move is not as hard as you think. I've helped lots of people do it. I've done it myself several times, and it would be my honor to help you take your bag of tricks, all the things that are awesome about you, all of your strengths, skills, and experiences to a work environment that actually appreciates you and elevates you in a way that you're not experiencing right now. So check it out and let's do a possibility session. All right. Thanks, my friends. I'll talk to you again soon. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.